The 403rd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And finally, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN, D-E-G-E-N. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Yo, DeGenerinos, welcome to episode 403 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode goes out to Josephine Knudsen, who has become the martyr of our Discord. So this goes out to her. She may not have it, but at least she has an episode dedicated to her. Hello, I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Fox, the top prognosticator of Dana White's Contender Series. Yes, I'm me and my boy Yanni are going neck and neck for the... Uh, for the top crown this year, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Contender Series this episode, and then we will move on to a very solid fight night card coming to us from Singapore at odd hours of the day this coming weekend. UFC and ESPN, Holloway versus Lil Korean Zombie from Kalang, Singapore. Um, we'll break down the prelims today, and then tomorrow we will break down the main card picks, and then, surprise, surprise, all, all the sickos in the Discord have talked us into doing a bonus episode a road to UFC episode will be dropping on Friday. I, I guess Friday, yeah, because it's that event's happening, I think, Sunday. So that, that should work. So let's bring in my co-conspirator, and we can probably plan on the air what we're going to do. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, I think Friday makes the most sense. Uh, All right. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll spread the DGen out a little bit for everybody. Um, and yeah, let's, let's quickly run through Contender Series ever so quickly because we do have, uh, you know, a bunch of fights to get to you already yep. on this episode. So uh, my picks went two and two started real hot with that underdog play Peruvian MMA, man, right? Like that, that's a thing yep. now. Uh, yep. we, and he, we he kinda... looked really good. Pajulo or Pajulo or whatever Pajuelo, they were calling. Pajuelo. I think it was Pajuelo. Uh, Pajuelo. Yes. He looked really good. Yeah. He looked great. Um, and, and uh, Josephine Newton, as we mentioned, also looked great. Uh, it was a nice little parlay I had to start off the day. Uh, kept me in the black ever so slightly. Uh, and then we had a little bit of bad luck with, uh, man, Oban Elliott almost finished by, uh, they were calling him Kaiki, um, which I don't think is right. There's nothing after the K. Um, but Kaiki Britu, uh, you know, seemingly smashed him, could have taken an armbar at any time, probably earned a draw, but then didn't get it anyway, except for on one judge's scorecard. Oban Elliott looked like maybe one of the worst guys they've signed off of Contender Series in recent no, memory. Don't be ridiculous. I think he is. No, I, I'm going to be honest. I think he's one of the worst because, you know, you can say what you want about Kyle Machado, right? Because people were knocking on him. Kyle Machado didn't get hit in his fight, right? Like he, he, yeah, maybe he didn't go for it with the exception of the last 30 seconds of the fight. But also Kevin Soflarski didn't hit him. Uh, Oban Elliott was a punching bag for a good portion of that fight. And he looked like he couldn't stand up. There were three or four times where that ref looked to stop that fight. Uh, and pretty much only one with five minutes of lay and pray. Although, you know, he, I guess he drops some elbows. I'll give him a little bit more than that in the third round. 
but just by the fact that the other dude punched him out Homer Simpson style. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not I'm saying he's one of the worst ones. I don't think he beats a single welterweight in the UFC right now. Um, and uh, then, you know, in the, the main event, we had a guy with uh, some low fight IQ and Eli Aronoff oh, was out of a out of an arm bar and in a great position to drop some, you know, some bombs had been dropping bombs, had been looking good. Uh, and then he decided to just put his elbow back into the uh, arm bar. So um, I felt like my reads on the last two, despite not getting the picks correct, uh, were right there, right? Like Brito, better striker, hurt him just like I thought he would. He was just more durable than maybe I gave him credit for. And then Aronoff, you know, better wrestler, better puncher, just maybe uh, overrated his uh, jiu-jitsu defense because that was uh, – or maybe he just got excited. I, I It very well could be that he just got excited in that, that moment. So uh, – yeah, um, altogether, pretty fun fight card because, you know, all those fights were pretty fun to watch. And uh, looking forward to week four and all of the craziness that is Road to the UFC, which we're going to get you on Friday. That's all, all you can do is, ma- is make the best read you can on a fight and let let it uh, let the chips fall and, and uh, whatever happens, happens. So that's what I tell myself with my MLB, my baseball picks, because they've gone down the tubes for the past week so just keep making good good reads and hopefully things will turn around so uh don't have to worry about that contender series I, i'm three and one just making resume picks so i'm nine and five now and i'm up almost so, 400 bucks so, so you're you just flip you're just flipping a coin like yanni does most no of the time. no I <laughs> did you hear about these people, but... I, I have i have to give you know i gotta give a little yanni hate because despite the fact he's getting picks wrong uh yeah. he's still irritating as all hell because he said he's getting picks right you mean you said wrong you're used to, or, you're used yeah, to saying them wrong. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, old habits, of course, habit. ha- old habits die hard, right? No, yeah. he said uh, Eli Aronoff uh, is probably uh, the line is probably only so close. Which, by the way, he opened as a favorite. Um, that's why it was so close. Um, but it was probably only so close because of recency bias in his last fight. His last fight was 15 months ago. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's the most recent fight. You got to give him that. It's true. Yeah, it, it was, but like the, the other guy had fought, like I, I think Zachary Reese had fought three times since then, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had fought. No, I take that back. He he, he had fought four times since then. Uh, he had had pretty much his, his whole pro career since then. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. The reasons just they're more irritating than than his teeth are. <laughs> yeah, and he he it's all like gimmick bets that he hits. He doesn't like ever seem to like. It's always like. This fight's gonna last, uh, like uh, I over under is that type of thing. I, I never play those. He, he he always seems to always just make those picks. He never like can break down, tell you like this fighter's better than that fighter and that type of thing. It's always like gimmicky, how long the fight's gonna last type of picks. Yeah, he he doesn't I seem noticed. to have a a good read on styles, uh, no, whatsoever. No. Um, which is he's bad. no Gumby. He's yeah. no Gumby. Well, I'm going to give um, you the style picks. And if you guys, uh, you know, you can fade me or you can follow me, or, but you'll at least yeah. know what the style you're getting into is. Exactly. Exactly. I, I guess the most important thing we should probably um, talk about quickly before we jump into this is, of course, we'll go back to the women's fight and the big controversy uh, on the night. Um, so I'm going to ask you, is it pronounced Knudsen or Knudsen, Dan? So when I interviewed her, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she said Knudsen. Uh, yeah, that's you, what you know, I've been say saying all along. I, I might have to go back and listen to that interview because it was a little while ago now. It was a couple of years ago I interviewed her. Uh, but they were saying Knutson. Um, yep. So uh, <laughs> obviously I, the real controversy is she didn't. She's the only person who hasn't gotten a contract, which is I, he, he just a, a weird had to stand. Been, he had to just been trying to show that he he was picky in some way, shape or form. Right. Like, 
Yeah. Like, like that, that had to have been Dana White being like, look, I'm not going to sign everybody. So I'm just going to like cherry pick one person every year and make an example. Out. Like he did, he did that with Mo Miller. Uh, Mo yeah, Miller looked pretty right. good in, in, I mean, granted it was a, a grapple heavy, uh, fight, but he looked pretty good in his fight. Um, and he didn't, you know, he didn't sign him that time. And you could say the same thing of, didn't he not sign Anton Tercali the first time too? And then he the wanted pleasure up, man. Yeah. He wanted to bring the pleasure man back, uh, on short <laughs> notice later on, but like, I, I get Bo it. Nickel. Well, Bo nickel, he just, yeah, that, that was yeah. prearranged. Yeah I, yeah. I try not to try not to use that as an example, but yeah, it's, um, it would have made sense a couple of years ago, a couple of seasons ago, because it, it wasn't yeah, she, she had a right performance she had a performance that in season like two or three of contender series you wouldn't have yep. blinked twice that he passed you'd have been yep. like ah it's a shame that she's uh that good and she didn't finish because he's not going to sign her without like a big finisher like really going for it but like now you know like anybody who who shows a pulse and like maybe that they beat somebody in my backyard uh like anybody like that he signs and so to to not sign somebody who is so technically sound, and she is, she's so technically good. And I mean, she stunned a kickboxer with a head kick. Um, and for some reason, we don't like her. So she doesn't have it, Jeff. <laughs> yes, you, she's no Haley Cowan. You have uh, you have bears and bees in your backyard, so I'm not going to a fight in your backyard. That's for sure. <laughs> the uh, bees, are, bees the... are in the front. Bees nest is in the front yard. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so it was a frustrating performance. I, I hate my one. Well, I have lots of pet peeves. And one of my pet peeves is fighters who stun their opponent and then they uh, immediately rush in and get themselves clinched up for two or three minutes while the opponent recovers. That that's that happened lots last night, but, but it didn't but cost anyone also, else a contract. But she also she also threw clinch knees and she threw yes, elbows yes, in yes. the clinch. Like it wasn't like she was leaning on her trying to like either drain her or kill time. She would yeah. that that's like that's her attack. Like if you watch her fight with Jacinta Austin uh in UAE Warriors, like that's what she does. That's how she yeah. she beats people. And yeah, like it's not as flashy, but it is effective. Uh and she'd beat like I said I said this in the Discord. Uh she'd beat the hell out of plenty of straw weights yeah. in the UFC right now. I had her mentally look booked with Loma Lukabume for her debut. And I think she'd be fun. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Oh, well it's all for not. Maybe she'll make it back on later this season. Who knows? Or maybe she'll actually go make some real money instead of, uh, they make five and five, uh, on the contender series, five grand to show five grand to win. I believe was the last, uh, I saw when that was reported and then they make 10 and 10 if they start in the UFC. So it's really, uh, Maybe she dodged a bullet. Maybe she makes some some real money now and then start off with a much better UFC contract. But we shall have to wait and see. Um, one thing we will have to wait and see for is game time because our friends at game time are on board with us. Gametime.colo, not .com. Um, they are the place to be if you are stressed out trying to buy tickets, whether um, you're trying to get the best deal or last-minute tickets, anything like that, any popular events, any kind of tickets, that type of thing. Uh, Game time is the place to be. I'll have to check if they have Bob Dylan tickets. Bob Dylan is coming to Toronto's historic Massey Hall in a couple months. So we'll have to wait and see if uh, I can get tickets through game time for that. So um, they're the place to be, like I said. If you need to get tickets last minute, they take the stress out for you because they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. 
Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snagging tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Underdog Fantasy, ladies and gentlemen, they're with us still. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win? To win it all. The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underlogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Is there Underdog picking that you like, Gumby? Yeah, I uh, I actually noticed that they've got PFL higher and lowers in there. And uh, tonight, PFL playoffs, we got Shane Burgos <laughs> fighting. He's fighting Clay Coward. That fight is going to be an absolute banger on the feet. 125 and a half strikes for Shane Burgos seems pretty low to me. So I'll take higher on that one. Excellent. Excellent. Timely pick. All right. Hopefully you got that in your ear holes in time, people. Let's get enough time wasted. Let's get not wasted. We give you valuable insight into the contender series let's give you some picks for ufc fight night holloway versus the korean zombie as i said off the top kalang singapore is the site august 26th my youngest little baby's birthday august 26th and it's in the singapore indoor stadium like i said in kalang we're going to tell you the prelims we got seven prelim fights this has actually been a pretty steady card we haven't had a bunch of fights fall off or people uh subbed in so knock on wood all these fights take place. We're going to start off with a... Oh, sorry. Start time. That's the important thing. If you're in the East Coast, 5 a.m. for the prelims. 8 a.m. for the main card, both on ESPN+. Plus. Let's start with the prelims. Featherweights. Sung Woo Choi versus Jarno Ahrens. And I will tell you about Mr. Ahrens first. 13-4-1. Three knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted one time. The only time he's been stopped. 0-1 in the UFC. Win-loss. Win-loss over four fights. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get that shirt. Sportsgumbypodcast.com slash store. Used fight up at lightweight. Two years younger than Choi. Better striking stats. However, he's been outstruck by his one UFC opponent by 0.8 strikes per minute. He's at plus 150. Choi, nickname Sting. 10 and 6 with six knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Kind of a killer be killed type of guy. Uh, three and five in the UFC. However, he was at 1.3 and 2. He's lost three straight fights, including getting knocked out in his last fight. He's not won a fight since June of 2021. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at Bantamweight. A Muay Thai champion. Uh, he's got an inch of height, inch of reach on Aaron. So they're pretty much the same size. He's three times more active landing strikes than Aaron's was. But that's based off of one fight for Aaron's. Uh, he's got better rapid stats too. Based off of that fight. And Ch uh, Choi does. And Choi has a positive strike differential in the UFC. A .24. He's up minus 165. I'm actually going to go with Aaron's. I'm going to go with an underdog right out of the gate here. I uh, wh What did you say the number on him was again? Plus 150. Yeah, I'll, I'll take plus 150 on him because look, look, let, let's face it. 
Sungwoo Choi is a guy who's really hittable, right? Like, that's his problem, is that, like, he went into that fight with Mike Trezano. Mike Trezano is not a guy who goes out there and finishes a ton of people, right? He's been in decision after decision after decision after decision. Like, I think you have to go back to his time on The Ultimate Fighter to, to find the last time that he finished a guy with punches. And even he's jacking up Sungwoo Choi. Journal Aarons is a good kickboxer. I also think people are underestimating him after that fight with William Gomi. He locked in a couple of nice submissions in that fight. He got a 10-8 round and one judge's scorecards because of the submissions. I think he's uh I think he's a sleeper here. I, I think we could see really good things out of Journal Aarons. Um and, and I definitely would not be surprised to see him finish Sung Wu Choi. I will I have no real strong read on this fight, so I'll I'll go dog as well. Um don't really want to pay minus 165 on a guy who's lost three straight and got knocked out in his last fight. So I will, I will uh, tag along on the, on the Aaron's pick. Um, and we'll see if we can start things off nicely with a underdog. Oh, this woman, this woman made me look dumb in front of Yanni, Dan, the dragon, <laughs> lady, dragon girl, dragon lady, the uh, Li Niang, uh, Liang Na, excuse me, the dragon girl, women's flyweight against JJ Aldrich. When I was on that, whatever, what's that show called off the, uh, whatever that UFC betting show is called. On the line, on, on the line, on the line. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, the... I, I picked, I picked Liang Na and Yanni like went against me and, and didn't like to pick. And he was right. Cause uh, she didn't come through and she hasn't come through since that time either. Let's tell you about her first, the dragon girl, 19 to six, six knockouts, 11 yeah, submissions. She's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. Oh, and two in the UFC, both of those via knockout or TKO. Is not once since January 2021. Used to fight at Strawweight. Oh, one in Bellator. Four years younger than Aldridge. Uh, better grappling stats than Aldridge. However, she's been outstruck over her UFC career by 1.15 strikes per minute, plus 450. We got some big lines this week, let me tell you. JJ Aldridge, 11 and 6 with two knockouts. Knocked out once, submitted twice. Seven and five in the UFC. She's lost two straight fights as well. So this could be a loser leads home fight. Uh, especially if the Anglers is uh, before that Aldridge had won, had won uh, three straight used to fight at strawweight one and one in the ultimate fighter three and one in Evicta more active landing strikes in Liang. However, she has been all struck over her, her UFC career by 0.76 strikes per minute. She's at minus five twenty. Give me Aldridge. Aldridge is so much better than Liang. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of a boring pick here, uh, but, but I'm going to go with, with JJ Aldridge too. I, I just like, and now Liang is the type of fighter who needs to get a sub off her back or she's going to lose. Um, and, and that's become pretty clear. And she couldn't get Silvana Gomez Juarez down. Uh, you know, when she did go to the ground with Ariane Carnalosi, Carnalosi just beat the hell out of her. Um, I, I think JJ Aldrich has shown that she's got good takedown defense. I mean, she even, she even kind of hung in there with Aaron Blanchfield when it came to stuffing takedowns, right? Like she, she wound up getting subbed with a standing guillotine, but like she looked pretty good defending the takedowns against Blanchfield. So I, I think Nali Yang's going to be forced to strike here. And I think she's probably just going to eat 800 strikes on the feet, um, and look kind of listless. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go in. JJ Aldrich too is is negative five twenty even something I want to squeeze into a parlay, maybe maybe not but like I would say it's not even like a ridiculous price for how bad she's probably going to beat Nali Yang. Looking for submissions off your back is your only path to victory. Not going to work too well in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. So yeah, Aldrich is the pick. Hopefully a safe pick. Walter waits. Billy Goff, who was on Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast. This week, I want to say yes, it was this week, right? Yeah, yeah, I talked to Billy. I Goff just this listened week. to it yesterday. You have three very good interviews this week. Top turtle, everyone, listen to that. Uh, so Billy Goff, 
is fighting Yosuku Kinoshita, and this is at welterweight on the male side of the bracket, you can call it. It's not really a bracket. Goff, 8-2 and two with six knockouts. He's been knocked out once. This is his UFC debut. He's won six straight fights, four straight via knockout or TKO. He's not lost a fight since September 2019. 1-0 on the Contender Series. Uh, then he got injured, right? And was out for since then, right? Yeah, knee injury, or uh, which okay. he got grappling. Yep. Right. Uh, used to fight at middleweight. Lots of Rachel championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Be like turnip. That's a good title. Be like turnip. Be If if you say nothing funny, Dan, that is going to be our title. Okay. Um, Kuno Bellator was Mr. Goff. He's got two inches of reach on Kinoshita. He's twice more active landing strikes. He's got better grappling stats, and he has outstruck his UFC, oh, sorry, his contender series won by 5.8 strikes per minute, plus 125. Kinoshita, 6-2, four knockouts, two submissions, so he's finished everyone he's beat. And he, he himself has been knocked out once. 0-1 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series. He's won two of his last three, including, uh, sorry, he did he win his last one via TKO? No, he would have lost no, his he, last No, he one. lost by Adam Fugit, yeah. Yes, TKO, yeah. Uh, two inches height on Goff, two years younger. He outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by point nine one strikes credit minus one twenty nine. If you, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kinoshita here. Uh, I think. Um, I think Billy Goff in that contender series fight. It was impressive how he came back. But the bottom line is, he's kind of reckless. Um, and, and I, you see that you know when he was fighting in CES. Uh, you know, like when he fought Justin Sumter, um, you, you saw that a little bit on contender series and he got popped when, when he did that smart Tritsky pretty much had him unconscious about 45 seconds into that contender series fight. And yeah, as durability hung around and smart Tritsky wound up punching himself out or, you know, wound up getting hit himself and, and he wound up coming back in that fight. But the, the fact of the matter is Yosaku Kinoshita hits really hard. Um, and while few get kind of diffuse that with grappling and takedowns and stuff like that. I'm not sure Goff's got that in there. Um, he has used it a little bit in the past, but I'm not like overwhelmingly impressed by what he can do on the mat. I think, uh, I think he's clearly got some skills, but I think he's probably a step behind Fugit in terms of at least wrestling, maybe, maybe not even necessarily jujitsu, but at least wrestling. And I think that means he's going to have to strike with Kinoshita more. And I think Kinoshita, like I said, he just hits harder. And if you're a guy who, you know, is, is the kind of guy who goes out on his shield. Like, Kinoshita is the one who puts you on said shield. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Kinoshita here against Goff. Yeah, probably a good pick. I'll go with it, too. Uh, plus, Goff, this is his first time being outside of the United States, right? And he has to fight halfway across the world against someone who is just has to travel from Japan. So that could be an issue as well. Yeah, I think that the travel thing's a real interesting one because, like, nobody is out there training in Singapore, right? Like no, none of these guys yeah. are from Singapore. So there's like a little right. travel with everything, but like how much yeah. that affects them might be based on how early they get out there too. Like I know Aaron Blanchfield has been out there for like three weeks. So that, that could be a whole different ball game for some of them. Yep. Very, very true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've waited all year and the time has finally arrived. College football is back. And so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. I won't tell you any college football bets I like on DraftKings because I don't follow college football, but I do use DraftKings for all my MLB picks, even though they have been miserable the past week and for my UFC lines and picks as well. So 
that's DraftKings has got everything. If you're not just if you're not into college football like I am not, kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DEGEN, D-E-G-E-N. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. We'll need a DraftKings Sportsbook with code DEGEN. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. And the SGPN Patreon. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL wins total contests with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first Sports Gambling Podcast Stories podcast just for patrons chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Hiss, corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Let's boogie along. We're going to stay with Walter Waits. Oh, actually, what I'm supposed to say is Gumby, we're having a party. Where are we headed to next? We're heading to Welterweights. <laughs> okay, we're staying at Welterweight. Song, that, that's, a, uh, that's a deep cut for, for some of you. Uh, Gumby fanatics out there. All right, welterweights. Song Canaan, Rolando Badoya. I will tell you about Mr. Song first. 19 and 7, nine knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out four times. Four and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight before that. He won two straight. Both of his his last two losses have come via knockout or TKO. He's fight at middleweight, inch taller than Badoya. He's got better grappling stats, and he's been outstruck in the UFC by 1.2 strikes per minute, plus 275. Budoya, the machine, 14 to 2, four knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. All one in the UFC, 11 and 1 over his last 12 fights. However, he did lose his last fight, his UFC debut. Was a regional champion, used to fight at lightweight, three inches of reach on Song, seven years younger. Better striking stats, and he's more than two times. Uh, he's He lands. Uh, what am I trying to say? The active thing, I'm always screwing up. He's, more, he's twice more active landing strikes. That'll work. This is based off of one fight, though. Uh, he did outstrike his opponent in the fight that he lost by point, uh, sorry, 1.26 strikes per minute, minus 275. Give me the machine. Bedoya looked pretty good in defeat in his uh, debut, and Song has not looked good for a while, and he's getting himself knocked out, which could be an issue in this fight uh, with the guy who who lands a lot of strikes. So give me uh, give me Bedoya. Yeah, does it seem like they're just setting, like Song Kanan has kind of been the guy who, like, when somebody needs to get themselves right, or you really appreciate a debuting fighter stepping in there and fighting a beast like uh, Chaos Williams, like Bedoya did. This is like the favor they do to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, good job fighting Chaos Williams to a close split decision that you might actually earn the win on. So we'll give you Song Kanan to get you back on the right foot. And, and, you know, to your point, he's been knocked out pretty brutally two times in a row. 
Um, that that's obviously a problem. And he's actually got more KO losses on his record. If you want to go back to, um, you know, I, I, I think that's obviously a huge concern here. Bedoya throws hard. He throws accurate. Um, and I, yeah, I, I pretty much see that as the way of this fight's going. All righty. On the same page, middleweights, Chidi and Chikwani versus Michael Olozaychuk. I will tell you about Chidi, Chidi, bang, bang. 22 and 9 with one no contest, 14 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. Two and two in the UFC. He won his first two losses next to one and all contender series, five and three in Bellator. He's fed at welterweight. He missed weight seven times at welterweight. How is that even possible, Dan? I, I don't know. That, that's pretty wild, though. <laughs> it is wild, but it's true. It's true. So lucky he's at middleweight now. Was a regional champion, uh, 2007 pro MMA debut. He was a pro kickboxer and pro Muay Thai. We'll say practitioner because that sounds better. Uh, three inches height, six inches of reach on Ola Sejak. He's outstruck his UFC opponents and Kadir Sears points by 1.2 strikes per minute. And he's at plus 100s, even money for him. Ola Sejak Husser or Husser is the nickname. That, I can't remember what that means, Dan. A hooligan or something, right? I believe it's a mounted army man or right, something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of Hanyak, which is uh, I am. Jacoby. Yes, he's a hooligan. Justin Jacoby. Totally not a hooligan, but yes, that's his nickname. All right. Husser, Chuck. He is 18 and 6 with one no contest, 13 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted four times, six and four with one no contest in the UFC, two and two over his last four fights he so just like Andrew Jaquani he got submitted in his last fight uh used to fight at light heavyweight has failed a drug test in the past multiple regional championships on his mantle correct get that shirt sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store uh he's missed weight two in the past but not seven times uh he's seven years younger than Andrew Jaquani more active landing strikes you got a plus uh a plus strike differential 0.8 strikes per minute. He's at minus 105. I'm holding in his sneeze, and now it's gone. Um, give me Enchikwani. I, I I think I think he's worth a roll of the dice at, at even money, plus 100. I think this is going to be a striking battle, and he's got a half a foot of reach on him. And I like him better as a striker than Olosechak. Give Olosechak uh, before he he uh, went. Well, he got submitted his last fight. He, he was on a decent little run there. He was low key, kind of looking decent, but. Uh, I think I like Hedgequani better, especially if this is going to be a striking battle, uh, especially with reach and the better striking skills. The people he beat were Sam Alvey and Cody Brundage. Uh, so, so <laughs> he, yeah, he, he being all of Chuck, right? Yeah, he was looking good. You're right. I, I <laughs> it's that. true. Uh, context, context. Yeah, yes. context is an important one on there. But in, in you know, for me. Uh, you know, I, I think Chidi Anjikawani is being super underrated because, like, look, he, he does is coming off of two straight losses. I don't think he lost to Duraev. I thought he beat Duraev. I thought it was pretty clear he beat Duraev. And then, in addition to that, he was beating the crap out of Robocop. Um, he, he was beating him up pretty good before he eventually kind of, like, ran out of gas and got stunned. I don't think Olusheshuk is the kind of guy who's going to, like, take him to that brink, you know? And I think uh, I think Anjikwani is going to be more accurate. I think he's going to hit harder. I think you're going to see uh, the better version of Anjikwani here. I'm I'm actually kind of a little shocked he was a, an underdog, but I, I think that's entirely based on the fact that uh, he's coming off of two losses that are not contextualized when people look at that. We like surprise underdogs, Dan. We shall take it. Chitty Chitty is the pick. All right. Bantamweights. Toshiomi Kazama versus Garrett Armfield. I will tell you about Kazama. He's a silent finisher. 
He's 10 and three, three knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Oh, one in the UFC, one low on the road to UFC. Uh, lost win. So he lost in the finals last year, right? Of road to UFC. Is that correct? Yeah. And a lot of people were wondering if he was going to get a contract and it, it now appears he has. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, he's got lost win loss and he did get knocked out in his last fight. Uh, which was the finals? Who did he, who did he lose to Dan? Remind us. Someone who's on um, the card tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's episode, right? Yeah, he he's on. Uh, he lost to Rinya Nakamura. Yes, we will be speaking about him tomorrow. Uh, used to fight at featherweight, itch height on Armfield, better grappling stats. He got outstruck, and I, this counts as row two fight, row two and UFC fight by 0.25 strikes per minute, plus one forty. Armfield eight and three, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted twice. All one in the UFC. 3-1 over his last four. He did lose his last fight via submission. That was back in July of 2022. Was a regional champion. Itch a reach on Kazama. More active landing strikes. However, he is got out striking his UFC fight by 0.97 strikes per minute. He's at minus 163. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Armfield here. And minus 163, I think, is actually a pretty good price. Uh, you know, he, you mentioned he had been submitted a couple of times. The guys who he's lost to, all three of them are very good. He lost to Ronnie Lawrence. He lost to David Onama. David Onama on short notice, up a weight class in the UFC. And then he lost to Mateo Vogel, which is probably a name not a lot of people know, but he's going to be on Contender Series either this week or next week. So he, he's lost to all high-level guys. But the thing about Armfield is he's a grinder. Um, and when you look at the problems uh, that, that Kazama had in his fights, He's had a lot of problems with people who can grind on him. Now, Nakamura didn't wind up having to grind on him. He just knocked him out in 30 seconds. But hey, maybe that's even a bigger problem. But when you go back to, you know, fights he's he's lost, it's because people have worn him out or given him a tough time. And, and most of his wins are like, you know, triangle chokes off his back, heel hooks off his back. Um, you know, he, he's gotten some other kind of fancier stuff, but it's all against like lower level opponents and pancreas. So like, I don't think he has the ability to get Armfield down. I think Armfield is going to look a lot better being back at his regular weight class here. Um, and I see just like too many advantages for Armfield. So yeah, I'm going to go Armfield here. Me too. Me too. Of course. Cause we're tailing each other this, this week, apparently. So Armfield is the pick. All right. Main event time of the prelims and it's heavyweights. Oh, it's, it's quite a battle. Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Lucas Brez key. Bresky the bull, Lucas the bull, Bresky. Um, eight, three, and one. Five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. That's pretty good for a heavyweight. Only been knocked out once in 12 fights. He's lost both of his UFC fights. He won his contender series fight, but then he got turned to a no contest because he failed a drug test for real drugs, not for like marijuana or something like that. It was performance enhancing drugs. Uh, he's not one officially won a fight since May of 2020. He's got a positive strike differential over his three fights that we have records for of 1.76 strikes. And he's got better graphic stats than Cortez Acosta as well, plus 210. But all of this means nothing because Cortez Acosta is a salsa boy, and that trumps all. He's 9-1 with four knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. 2-1 in the UFC, lost his last fight after winning his first two. one no in contender series, was the LFA champion. one no in Bellator, uh, pro boxer. He, based on their last weigh-ins, he was 13 pounds heavier than Brezkia was. He's more active landing the strikes, and he's outstruck his UFC and contender series points by 3.06 strikes per minute, which is impressive. Uh, minus 225. Give me Cortez Acosta Salsa Boy. I'm not picking Lucas Brezki. Come on. Um, Cortez Acosta is going to probably piece him up in the feet. He he He's not a super, super knockout, super knockout dude. 
that, that could be a good title too. He's not a super knockout dude, but uh, he, he's going to hit uh, Bredsky enough. Probably maybe via decision he's going to win this fight, but uh, Cortez Costa's my pick. I'm going to go Bredsky. Oh, um, tell me why. Yeah, I, I just think, so first of all, I, I'm fading Waldo Cortez Acosta. You you couldn't. Yeah, he hasn't looked that great, really. He, he's looked pretty bad, and you can't twist my arm and make me play him at negative 250. Like, there, there oh, ain't yes, no, I can. There ain't no way I'm going anywhere near that. And the other thing is, is that, like, Brezky's jujitsu and grappling is pretty good. You know, like, if you go back to his fight on the Contender Series, he won that fight with a rear naked choke. Granted, it did get overturned for, I believe it was Klumpafim, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he got a couple of takedowns on Dylan Potter. He took his back. He held him down for eight minutes in that fight. His jiu-jitsu looked pretty good. Now, in his debut, UFC debut, he didn't get close enough to Martin Boudet to really get him down. And then in his fight after that, he fought Carl Williams, who we found out, you know, Carl Williams is... Loki been a really good grappler for the heavyweight division as Jimmy Lawson kind of found out the hard way on contender series. So like he's run into a couple of tough guys who haven't let him grapple, but like Waldo Cortez Acosta will let him grapple. Like that dude does not have particularly good takedown defense. We saw it in the Rogerio de Lima fight. He just, you know, put him up against the cage, wore him down. And you know, if you look at Bredsky's, you know, finishes, he's gotten finishes on the ground. Uh, and, and really, I could see him taking him there. I could see him wearing out Cortez Acosta. And as you said, with Cortez Acosta not being a big puncher, he might have to take Bredsky out or just be in bad enough situations all the time to lose a decision. So plus 210 in a fight like this, I, I you got to go with the underdog. This is a dogger pass spot for me. All right. I got to make a pick and it's Cortez Acosta because he's a salsa boy. That's my breakdown of the fight. All right. We'll recap it. I got Cortez Acosta. Dan has Bredsky. Then the rest... We're all the same on Armfield, uh, Edjaquani. I forgot to mark that down for you. I mark you down for that now. Uh, Bedoya, Inoshita, Aldridge, and Aaron's. Correct? That sounds right to me. Awesome. All right. Part one of Halloween for Zombie in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. You can catch us in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Talking fights. We'll be talking PFL tonight, I'm sure. People will be complaining about PFL, but they'll be betting on all the fights nonetheless. Uh, Twitter, SGP and MMA, Jeff Fox writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're, they're the handles to follow. Um, Jeff Fox writer on Instagram as well. You can uh, catch Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast. Like I said, very good episode this week. Gumby uh, really revels in talking about serial killers this week on the episode. <laughs> we we do. We, you you <laughs> seem very happy about it. It was a, it was a very weird... It was a conversation I wasn't ready to have in as depth as it was, but it was very funny. Good. Uh, t- tell us who that person was and who else. Is on oh yeah, it was it was. So I talked to Billy Goff, obviously, to kick off the episode. Then we talked to Mitch Ramirez, whose name sounds eerily like Richie Ramirez, the serial killer in California. So uh, we talked a little bit about that, and then uh, closed up the episode with recent contract winner Abdul Karim Absolati. Uh, so you get all of those interviews on this week's episode. And you get some Gumby Gumby picks that you already got, and then I I stole some because some of your picks I was some of the picks I was not sure of, and then I heard what you said, and I'm gonna follow you because you're the Gumby god. <laughs> thank thank you for that. <laughs> yes yes, and we're thankful you're still alive. And obviously, all things sports gambling podcast can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And obviously, the Patreon get in the Patreon. Let us crush corporate gambling. Uh, we shall be back tomorrow. We're going to do the other half of this uh, event, the main card, and we're going to give you props, locks, 
dogs. I don't know why I do it in that order, but I did. And parlays as well. We'll throw some of those in. Sure. Why not? Uh, who will be on the show, you ask? It'll be myself, Chitty Bang Bang, Jeff Fox, and my buddy, Husser Gumby Vreeland, too. We'll talk to you then. Bye.